This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 27. What's up? I'm JB, worship arts pastor at Radiant Life Church, episode 27. This is my uh, better better ho- better side of the hosting side of I things. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that I. I, I don't. But you so. are. I think we're pretty. Uh, pretty well balanced. I'm Josh Harma, spiritual formations pastor at Radiant Life Church and co-host of the Radiant Reflections yeah. podcast. We have all kinds so, of fun. We do. So I was gonna set things up at the church this week because well, I have we, a shoot. Are you doing with now, the GLR? Is that like, is that like an all-day thing? Yes. Like, I saw that on the calendar. It's are, are all you just like... day. Yeah, I'll be filming all day, which is usually what I do once a month uh, for the for the Great Lakes region. Uh, but, yeah, Chris and Michelle and Alice and the good people at the GLR uh, reached out to Rasika to see if we could do it at Radiant Life because we have such a beautiful lobby. You know, it's just such a nice little space. Um, so, yeah, we'll be filming. And we'll be filming some in the green room as well. Okay, so, so we'll be multiple setting up. sets. Mm-hmm. One of the sets in the the set in the green room will be like because uh, he has a couple Zoom interviews. Chris does, mm. and so we do the Zoom ones. We try to make those a little unique, and then um, the big you know the big episodes will be in the lobby in, in a corner of some kind. So yeah, it's gonna be good. But okay. this rock and roll is episode seven or 27. 27. 27. No, do, you, seven. do you remember what it was like to be twenty seven? Uh, I try not to. Okay. <laughs> I have a saying about uh, men before they turn 30 that I won't repeat. It's not very Christianly uh, for this podcast. But basically, but is it it true? It is true. You don't really know the difference between uh, up or down. That's a friendly way to say it. Um, (laughs) Until you turn 30. I feel like I didn't. Maybe I'll just speak for myself, but I didn't. Um, uh, yeah, I, and I love Ronald Rollheiser's book, Sacred Fire. That is a must read, especially for those who are in the 40 or 40 plus crowd. Oh. Sacred Fire, R- Ronald Rollheiser, is a phenomenal book looking at the three stages or phases of life. Uh, very huh. good book. You cool. want to you read that? Josh. I'll check that out. Maybe I'll, that'll be my uh, 40th birthday present to myself. Sa- oh, man. Sacred Fire. It is. It, it, it's a it's a really good book. Okay. Really good book. There but, we go. I like good books. We could talk about books. Josh and I are We readers. could. You know what? We maybe maybe we mix it up. Maybe next season we uh Yeah, I don't know. No, okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. So I'm gonna take that as providential what you just said, because after the cameras were off and the microphones and everything, which as you can see we're doing no, you can't see. You can't see the we're microphones. We're doing something different. Usually we have these big things right here in our faces. But this week I decided to try some shotgun mics, which are right over here. Uh, just just so uh, it would be a little bit better. But anyway, I was going to ask you, Josh, what you thought about doing a season of book-style uh, podcasts where we, we'll do one season. We'll pick Maybe we'll pick Sacred Fire, Ronald Rollheiser's book. We'll read a chapter. We'll encourage people to read along if they want. Ooh. And then we could take questions. Then you and I could have questions for each other about the chapter that we read. So I don't know. I well, love either, reading. So either a separate season or a spinoff. Do we do like a like a spinoff or like special segments of Radio Reflections? I, 
I I don't know. I, okay, I'd be curious. Throw yeah. it in the comments. Shoot us an email. Yep. Josh at TheRadiantLife.Church. Like, if that's something that you would actually be interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, would you... I mean, not everybody's a book person, but right. you could get an audiobook. And you could but, you could uh, participate with an audiobook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, if that's something that you would actually think would be beneficial. Right. I mean, I would have a blast yes. <laughs> sitting down and talking through, yes. through a book. Um, I'd be curious, for those of you that are mm-hmm. listening and watching, uh, if that would be something you would enjoy or would be interested in participating in would it minister to you yeah i know when pastor ryan takes the staff uh through a book together and we read a chapter and then we talk those are some of the most fulfilling times for me as a staff member Mm -hmm. i feel like i grow the most listening to you guys talk about how the lord ministered to you highlighting and just you know yeah but anyway yeah i love books uh same but we also love coffee here we do love coffee which uh the last time i checked which was yesterday I think we had like 15 people signed up for the coffee party Whoa, so far. That's a lot. That's after like a, a week oh, man. of being open. So. That's a lot, Josh. <laughs> Whoa. So just a okay. reminder, uh, registration yes. is open until April 30 at 11.30 p.m. You yes. can register for the Radiant Reflections coffee party. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, theradiantlife.church slash events, and you can find it there. If you use our Church Center app, you can find it there. Um, yeah. Yeah. We definitely need you to register so that we know how much coffee to have, how many machines to have, uh, how much third wave water we need to have, and all those sorts of things. So I've already been thinking in my mind, I'm going to put a reminder on my phone actually today, that I need to do my coffee order probably the first week of May. Well, so and you've what got, we get. Well, and you've I have got, a lot frozen. You've got a lot frozen. I do. But I was also thinking, so I'll, pick, I'll we'll talk about this after we're done shooting this episode, but... Okay got a couple ideas for some giveaways oh cool that could be fun uh, cool for those that do come kinsey had a really cool idea uh he was like what if you got a jar he's a game game person so he's yellow which that's another i, I said this you heard that he's a sanguine on the yes, uh, temperament yes. phenomenal uh stuff but he's like what if you got like a cookie jar and you filled it with coffee beans and you knew how many beans were in the coffee jar, whoever was the closest, kind of like you do with M&M's, oh, yeah. gets some sort of a prize as well. So I thought, that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. I don't want to be the one counting the coffee beans, but... I bet you we could, I bet you I could pay one of my kids like a buck and then... <laughs> that's, yes, I totally would, totally would. But today... The, I, it was my last 25 grams of this particular coffee, which... Okay. I'm going to cover up the notes, but when you get the gold, the gold uh, tag from Madcap, it's fancy. So this is the Elefante. Uh, Elefante. Does that stand for elephant? I'm going to guess. Spanish for elephant? I, it could. Why would you name? I want to look that it's up. It's from El Salvador. This is a reserve, a Madcap reserve bean. So just for... Just for uh, transparency, we'll tell you. This is eight ounces or 226 grams of coffee. I'm thinking that this single half pound of coffee was about $40. Wow. Horrible. So that's like... Horrible expensive. That's, that's top shelf. It was... Top re- shelf, mate. Yes, yes. This was... Yes. Why did I go all Bloody expensive. Well, like, I heard a little English in there, too. I was thinking was of, it? My, my buddy, uh, Paul, our buddy, Paul Spencer. But so well, what is Miles. That? Miles. Yeah, Miles, of course. He of... was, he was, him and Michelle went to England on vacation. I thought, are they still there? I think they I might I think be. they were doing a couple of. He was yeah. like two, three weeks. Yeah. Miles is awesome. Cheerio. Yep. Hey. <laughs> we got to tell Paul. <laughs> Paul. Paul hates it. <laughs> 
All the all the English stereotypes. Here's the here's the thing though. To be fair, people all around the world they have like U.S. stereotypes too. So I don't feel bad. No, no. Like, we all make fun of each other. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's they fine. all they all think that we are the cast of Friends. <laughs> like that. Like around the world, they think we are all the cast Basically of Friends. Infidelity everywhere right. you go. I mean, and, and yes. Okay, so Elefante. Did you find out what does it mean? Elephant. That's what I. If I spelled it right, you did. You did. Okay, Josh. What do you taste? Why would you, why would you name a coffee elephant? It's much more tart than normal. Yeah, it's good coffee. I enjoy it. Like there's a flavor there. I don't know what it is, but there like there's something. There's three somethings. So mm. says the bag. <laughs> Now, I don't think we've ever done anything from El Salvador. No. This so is, I don't even have like a, a frame yeah. of reference. Yeah. This is a reserve as well. So it's going to be fancy. Um, so think fancy foods as well. Fancy foods. There, yeah. There's a couple of things on this. It's like, man, really? Really? Is that what you're telling me this is made of? Okay. What do you think, Josh? Now I'm just trying to think fancy foods. Okay. Is it foie gras or however you say that weird that is, thing with a goose? It's not that fancy. <laughs> that, that That's more on the savory side, which you generally don't get savory notes from coffee. It's almost always fruit or plants or grassy things or nuts or chocolate. Those are the three categories. Huh. All right. Nuts, well, chocolate, fruit. Nuts, chocolate, and fruit. Why Why is that, do you think? Well, why? you can't get like a protein well, sort but, of like... Right, but I mean, but sometimes they'll be like, oh, like, well, like last week, right? It was mm -hmm. chamomile tea. True. That's not a fruit or a nut or a... That's true. I've seen some that That's it's true. like lavender, right? So you've got right. these herbal. floral or herbal notes. Mm -hmm. like, floral is definitely part of it. Rose. So, sometimes you'll have rose hips taste in there. Which who... who Ever like tastes no rose hips? Do you even I, have that as a that goes back to our taste memory? Yeah, you know, kind of thing about last week. Who knows? I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm just throw, I'm gonna say bread pudding. Okay, wow, I love this, Josh. This is fantastic. Bread pudding. Okay, and cool. all right, dragon fruit. Dragon fruit is a, a phenomenal guess. That's a great guess. Okay. So agave. Okay. Like what, what tequila is made of. Red currants. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've ever eaten, eaten a currant. But I don't even know. What is that? Is that like a... It's a fruit. Is it kind of like a cranberry? I think it is. I think it's like a cranberry. And then orange blossom. So the that dragon way? fruit and orange blossom, I feel like you are on the right track there. Orange blossom. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So there you have it. Hey, just super cool note. Anyway, this has nothing to do with anything else really, but okay. like we're up to seven seventy on our subscribers. So we're uh we're inching closer to one thousand. Yep. Which means we're gonna have to put on our thinking caps and yes. uh really nail down what we're gonna do for that thousand mark. Mm -hmm. I'm Googling what is a red current. Red current, I I do believe it's it's like a cherry style. Well, it looks thing. like a cranberry type. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The red currant is a member of the genus Ribes, or Ribes, I don't know, when it's all science-y, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it, in the, the gooseberry Latin. family.
Okay. It is native to Western Europe. Oh, so I should say that with a like a British Okay, accent. so here's what we're going to do. We're going to no, give you a point that's... on this episode, and here's why. It, it's The red currant is part of the goose family of... Gooseberry right? family. You said foie gras, which is duck uh, duck livers. I think that's good, isn't it? That Ducks goose? and goose are the same. So we're going for it, Josh. I'm taking it. I saw. I, will, uh... I, I see the, the connection. But at any rate... There we we are, we are back in our Awaken series. Um, yeah, which it's Life. been a bit. It has been a bit, and this is uh, this is an expositional style teaching through the Book of Acts. And Unpack that for those that are like, yeah. what does that mean? So exposition is when a Bible teacher will actually go through the text uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and then book by book. So the churches that I work for predominantly, which are Calvary Chapel, the Jesus Revolution film was based upon this church, uh, these churches, they are known as expositors or expository teachers. So Ryan uh, started this in that way and we're months and months into this series and we're up to chapter five. And he even announced <laughs> yesterday, he said, I feel like we'll be in this series, the book of Acts for three to five years. Because we did take a couple of, the Lord led uh, us to take a couple of little sidesteps. Well, and, and some of it is we have like these offshoot series, like as we as we go, you know, as we hit Acts 2, it's like, hey, we're talking about Holy Spirit showing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a couple of weeks where we just kind of focus on Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so yeah, it's kind of a, if you think of Awaken as a freeway, right, there are, there are a couple of little like mm-hmm. off ramps that we... Mm-hmm. take and then we jump back on and you know obviously we started this year doing the more series yes because we really felt like you know last year's word was awakened but we're awakened to more and we mm-hmm. want to really kind of lean into that to start the year off yeah uh but now we're like no i feel like it's, it's time to kind of jump back in and let's continue through acts mm-hmm. for a bit here so, so yeah we'll do that and yeah it's yeah good. yeah no it's it's really good um it was a good message yesterday josh uh just diving right in what are some things that stood out to you in the message so i really liked and maybe this is jumping a little bit towards the end um Mm -hmm. but i loved his three responses you know when when people experience conviction from holy spirit Mm -hmm. he had three responses and i think that plays out not just in in spiritual ways but i think you see that play out is is a lot of us respond that way to (laughs) to a lot of different things Mm -hmm. anytime our our norm is challenged, I think we can respond one of these three ways. So the three things, and he was very pastoral in his use of of uh, all the same yes. <laughs> letters and everything like that. So so I don't know if you want to get there, or do you have something from earlier in the message? You want to no, 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 I think we can jump around. Okay, okay. I think we can jump around. We're fine. So Ryan suggested that the three responses that we demonstrate under conviction of the Holy Spirit is life-changing acceptance, uh, loud antagonism, or loose ambivalence. And I just I thought those were those mm-hmm. a really really nice way to kind of sum up mm-hmm. how we do that. And quite frankly, I've I've experienced all three of those at different yes. times to the conviction of Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I have again, I mean it maybe it sounds you think, Oh, I wouldn't ever be antagonistic to the Holy Spirit. Uh in a sense I have it. Like like yeah. I feel that conviction, I'm like, no, like and I get angry and I'm mad, like yeah. and I don't want to do that. There have been times where I'm ambivalent, and it's just like this apathetic mm-hmm. kind of response. Um, and then there are chi- times where I actually get my my poop in a group and <laughs> and and actually allow Holy Spirit to do what Holy Spirit wants to do. Yeah. So 
So I yeah, that really jumped out to me because again, I I feel like you see this play out again not just in spiritual ways, right? If 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 I'm being a jerk, right, and and Nicole comes to me and says, hey, like, I don't know, you're kind of that way you're acting right now. That's not great, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna do one of these three things. Yep. Maybe I'm just well, whatever. I don't care. Or I'm gonna get a bit get even more upset, be even right. more of a jerk. Gas on the fire, right? Yep. Or I'm gonna say, oh wow, you know what? You're yeah, right. I'm being kind of a jerk. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't behave like that. Yeah, so, I, I like those three as well, I, and I've experienced those as I've shared with other people. And I feel like you know a lot of those responses can be triggered based upon how we actually present the truths of the scriptures. Mm. You know, if you come with aggression or you come with kind of a I don't know just a really powerful way of, of, of sharing people sometimes, you know, they're not really sure how to respond to that and they can respond with, with pushing back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's some responsibility on our part in how we actually present who God is. Yes. I I absolutely agree. Right. Like, because if we go into it, right. I mean, I, I knew a guy years ago was in Bible studies with a guy years ago and, and he, <laughs> He took the approach, right? Jesus says that we're we're to be salt and light, right? Like salt. Yeah. And and his philosophy was, well, salt burns in a wound. I've got to be that salt. I'm like, I don't I don't know if that's what Jesus meant. <laughs> but that was his philosophy. Right. Almost this like, right. like you weren't really successful sharing the gospel if you didn't tick a whole bunch of people off. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that's a great approach. No. <laughs> the no. Go- the gospel is offensive. Yes. Right? People are offended by the gospel. Uh, we're doing it wrong if they're offended because of our presentation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Give some examples of that, Josh. Just kind of uh uh Well, yeah. I mean I mean so like this the stereotype, right? When you think mm-hmm. about evangelism, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's there's never a time for this or that this never works. But I want you to think about like, man, if you've ever been in a bigger city and you see the your your stereotypical street preacher sandwich board, basically yelling at people that they're mm-hmm. going to hell. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's effective, right, on a large scale, right. Sometimes right. people need to be shaken up a little bit, mm-hmm. sure, but like that's that's probably going to turn more people off, yes, than it will draw them into the kingdom. Yeah, right. Kind of that that yeah. the old. The old question, right? Like the old evangelism question. If you died today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Which where, is heavy where, duty. Where would you spend your eternity? Yeah. And, and there's re, there's truth to that. Yes. There's truth Big to that. Yeah. E- eternity, heaven, and hell. Those are realities. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they are. But the way that we present that matters. So, it does matter. What what does uh, Mary Poppins say? A spoonful of sugar <laughs> helps the medicine go down. Right. That's right. Uh, but I think the scriptures say. Uh, I don't think I know. The scriptures say uh, it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Mm-hmm. It's the kindness of God. So you've got people who are distant or or far from God, uh, treating them kindly and lovingly. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't speak truth because, right. you know, Ryan has used this example before. I've heard other pastors use this example before. If I wake up in the middle of the night and my neighbor's house is on fire and I know that they're probably asleep, I'm not going to go and be like, Josh, hey, 
Your, your house is on fire, bro. No, you're kicking in the friggin' door. I'm kicking in doors. I'm yelling. You know, I'm saying, hey, because I believe it is a life, uh, a life-threatening uh, situation. And if we truly believe the gospel, we will we will have that sort of urgency. Mm. Uh, but it does it does we do bear some responsibility in how we share. I, man, I came from that that kind of church background where it was just super super in your face mm. and super judgmental, super condemning. Um, and I I existed in that culture for a lot of my Christian life, and there was no good fruit. You know, there's no good fruit from from that. It was it was so many people pushed away from from the, who God was versus that kindness that leads people to repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a great great piece as well. What else, Josh? I, well, and I also think, and, and kind of a kind of a, a side note on that, right? There's a there's a pastor uh, from the UK named Mike Breen. Okay, yep. Uh, he has an organization called 3DM, mm-hmm. and he talks about and and there's. There's sort of a sort of a biblical model for this, and and I would say anecdotally, mm-hmm. I've seen this to be true. When it comes to evangelism and you know and sharing the gospel and, and and all that, he also talks about this idea of a person of peace. Mm. I don't know if you've read much, but, but but just the idea heard, that I've like, heard that like there are people who are they are actually in a place to respond to holy spirit right i mean so you know we're talking about responses to holy spirit's conviction but i also think it there is a working of holy spirit that prepares our hearts to actually receive the gospel mm. we have a choice yeah right like we we have a say in the matter yeah but holy spirit does some preparatory work in mm-hmm. our in our spirit to actually enable us to to respond yeah um there are people that are just not in a place to receive that yeah, you know, and and Breen would would say like, hey, th- this is the kind of person like, you we think, oh well, I got to go share the gospel with everybody, like right. everybody, and he's like, mm, there are people that probably, maybe this isn't the the season. Right. Comes back to our sovereignty conversation right. last week, <laughs> you know, yeah, if you if you're fully reformed in your thinking, then evangelism really is kind of an odd thing. No, see, I will say this though, best I the best response I've ever heard, and and some people think it's a cop out. I don't think it is. I actually thought it was brilliant. Uh, you know, in in terms of like, well, hey, if 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 you're like, your view of the sovereignty of God is such that you know no no molecule moves without the direction of God, mm-hmm. right? If if it's it's kind of that more, I don't extreme version, mm-hmm. right? You say why would you why would you go and tell people about Jesus? Because right. if if it's already been predetermined, right? The best response I ever heard to that is. Because Jesus told us to. Right. Yep. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so you're just being a part of and participating in what is predetermined, which I like to think of that because I, I do lean that way in my understanding. But the will of God and the way that God moves on earth is like water. Water will always take the path of least resistance. It's going to go where it's going to go. Mm. You can't stop it. You know, when when water, if you've got sandbags along the shore, water hits those sandbags, it goes to the side. And if there are no sandbags down the way, it's following gravity. And and water will just go where it goes, a crack in the sidewalk, wherever it is. Um, and God's will is the same. You know, we can participate in the will of God or we can be bypassed. And he's just going to use somebody else. He His will will be done. Mm. Uh, we, we can't get around that. Yeah. What else, Josh? Um. 
Shouldn't see what else. Well, and I was I will say one of the interesting things. So he's he's reading out of Acts five, mm-hmm. and uh, verse thirty two jumped out to me in a, in a way that I don't know that I've ever caught it before. So uh, so this is you know the apostles are talking. It says we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey Him. And I was like, huh, huh, yeah. obedience. I mean, which I mean that's kind of like a, yeah. a in a sense a. a a kick that I've I've been on mm. for a little while, just like that idea of obedience. You know, what does that look like, and what all does that entail? But more and more, right? Like, I think obedience is, is such a key thing mm. for us to even call ourselves followers of Jesus. Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to say that I'm a follower of Jesus, but I don't actually obey, he says, he says, if you love me, obey my commandments. That's right. That's right. And here we've got the apostles saying that it's actually obedience is. I'll, I'll, maybe this is an overstretch. Obedience is a prerequisite to receiving the Holy Spirit. Yes. No, I, I think the scriptures support that. I mean, all of the promises of God, uh, Josh, I, I, I see them like a door, right? And the door swings both ways. You know, like a kitchen door. Have you seen the galley, kitchen galley doors mm-hmm. that go both ways? Mm-hmm. And the promises of God, just like a door, they have hinges. They have if-then hinges. So if this happens, then this happens. If, then, if, then. Um, and there is responsibility on our part to participate in the ways that God is moving in order to receive those blessings. I really liked what you said, uh, uh, second service, about giving. You know, you, you talked about seeking the Holy Spirit about what your next step is in being obedient. Mm. Because it's something that we're called to do, not in order to receive blessings, but because the Lord says that we should do this. But blessings are also promised. So it's it's kind of, we don't give to, to be blessed. We give because he's commanded us to. But when we give, there's blessing. There's blessing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that was one of the things that jumped out. What are some things that jumped out to you uh, as as Ryan was teaching? Yeah, I, you know, I, I was I was really, um, you know, initially when he was talking about how almost that there there can be an offense to the gospel. There mm-hmm. can be this this sort of um, uh, well, Paul says in Corinthians that there's a smell of death, right, or a smell of life depending on the constitution of the person. And that kind of brings things back to, uh, you know, how are you presenting things? But then also, what is the person's makeup? Like, what are they, how are they receiving this gospel, this gospel message? To some people, it, man, it's like, you know, vinegar and soda, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, versus, oh man, there's a God who loves me and sent his own son to die in my, in my place. Um, so that offensiveness it challenged me because it does come back to to the thought of obedience. Where am I uh, reaching out to those in my community who are lost, and do they do they see me? That was another question he asked. Do they see me as different than anybody else? Does my life speak? You know, would they come to me and say, uh, "What what's different about you? Why are you happy?" You know, whatever the case may be, that was a real challenge to me. Well, and that's the thing, you know, because we're talking, we're talking in Acts, right? Acts chapter five. So this is the apostles; they're preaching in the temple courts; they're doing all these things. <clears throat> but that didn't happen in isolation. Mm-hmm. 
the apostles are teaching and preaching, but they're also the church as a whole at this time is also engaged in a set of behaviors mm-hmm. <clears throat> that <clears throat> would have looked probably a lot different than the. I mean, you read in Acts two. Um, uh, 42 through 46. You read in Acts 4, kind of mm-hmm. towards the end of Acts 4, uh, like about the kind of the the level of, uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? <clears throat> we'll just, I mean, we'll just, we'll, we'll sum it up. It's not the word I was looking for, but, but, but unity. Mm-hmm. Or like this coming together, this actual sharing of, of things, like they shared life together. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're they're coming together. They're breaking bread together. They are they are engaged in life with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it talks about hey, if if somebody has need and I have something, I'm mm-hmm. selling what I have. Yeah. So that I can help support you. Like this is a yes. This is not that. <laughs> it's not American. That's not American. It's not America, uh, right there. Yeah. Um, that that messes with us, and there are people that you read it, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Well, that sounds like socialism, Marxism." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of does, but yeah, with but it was driven by Holy Spirit, led by so. the Holy Spirit. Yeah, there there is a difference. God isn't against wealth; He's not against being responsible, and He's not asking us to live in poverty. He's no. not asking us to give every single solitary penny that that He's entrusted to us. Uh, but He is asking us to be conscious and aware. And to be listening for the Holy Spirit, and there might be people where He does ask that. Absolutely. I mean, you see that. Like sometimes we we over over apply, mm-hmm. right? The, the we take the narrative of the rich young ruler, right? Where Jesus says, "Sell all you have, right? Give it to the poor, and come follow me." Take that, a big brush. That was a very specific. Right. That was a specific conversation Jesus had with one person, right? Knowing that guy's heart, right? Knowing what was a barrier to him mm-hmm. to to actually come into eternal life. Yeah. Right, and for him that was his wealth, yeah. and you know Paul addresses that I think in his letter to Timothy um, that wealth can be a barrier. It is not automatically a barrier. Mm-hmm. We just have to we have to just make sure that whatever resources we have that we utilize those for kingdom purposes mm-hmm. that we hold on loosely, yeah. that we have a lifestyle of generosity, mm-hmm. and that we submit every penny to the the lordship of Jesus. So, yeah, but yes, it's not saying that you're not you're not more spiritual by being poor and right. not less spiritual for having eight loads of money. Yep. So, yep. Uh, another thing that really uh, stood out to me, I think it was in the last uh, verse there where he talks about boldness. Mm. You know, Ryan really brought out the idea of boldness coming forth from this encounter of the Holy Spirit. And it was for the sake of others. Um, I, I love uh, Richard Foster's uh, and maybe even Ruth Haley Barton's adaptation to his definition of spiritual formation, which I know, Josh, you as spiritual formation pastor, you're aware of this. But you know, spiritual formation is to be shaped into the image of, of Christ for the sake of others. So I thought Ryan did a fantastic job of of encouraging people to consider, okay, the Holy Spirit's not just for the tinglys on the back of your neck no. and for your emotions to be sparked. The Holy Spirit's presence, as we see in the book of Acts and further, is for the sake of others. Think about all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for the sake of others. You know, when you come together, there are gifts of the Holy Spirit that are for others. Connie, actually, a lady in our church, 
who uh, has shared some words from God. They're always encouraging, always um, edifying. Shared with us yesterday, hey, the the reason that we're limited uh, by our encounters with God and our, our experience of God's presence isn't because God doesn't want to do it. It's because we have created some sort of barrier. Mm. We've created some sort of limiting thought process to what God can and can't do. Mm. Um, but I love the idea of boldness. What what's what uh, what are your thoughts on that, Josh? No, I do. I think it's key. You know, and Ryan hit on this right. Like like boldness was a result of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. This isn't us mustering up the courage uh, mm-hmm. to go and do something that we're afraid to do. Right. Like this was like man, Holy Spirit showed up and and. As a result, boom, we're gonna go. We're gonna right. go do this thing, um, but I think there are there are times where, and this gets back to kind of you know uh, Ryan's conversation that we started with about our responses to Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. I do think it's it's possible that Holy Spirit shows up, and we still resist, mm. right? Holy Spirit has said, "I've given you everything you need to go do this," right? But we're like. I don't. I don't know. Right? Yeah. I mean that 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 potential for boldness is there, but we resist. Right? We have, unfortunately, sometimes we have the ability to quench the spirit, grieve mm-hmm. the spirit. Right? I mean, these are some of the the the, the wordings that you see in in scripture. Right? As far as our ability to dampen uh, the effects mm-hmm. of of Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. He doesn't like put it on you and now. Yeah. You're a puppet, and he's going to no. go do all these things, right? So you still have the ability to resist uh, what he's trying to do. Um, I, for you, like, I mean, whether it's from your experience or things you've seen, what are some reasons or, I mean, maybe we'll, we'll say excuses, you've heard from people kind of preventing them from stepping out in, a, in boldness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Ryan hit on it really well, but in my experience, it's been um, just fear. Most mm. of the time, it's fear. You know, most of the time, God will speak something to someone, something that they were supposed to do, say, um, and they're afraid of what the results might be. Rather than trusting God for the results, uh, they shrink back, maybe take on more responsibility than is actually theirs to own, mm. you know? Maybe God's just saying, you know, just do this thing and trust the results. That is a that's a change in my own life. You know, you spoke uh, a couple episodes ago about that sense and feeling of control, mm-hmm. and I have that same same feeling, Josh. And and as I as I'm getting older, I'm sensing more relief and freedom from that impulse to say, God, I know you're calling me to do this, and I trust you for the results. I'll give you an example. So, uh, several weeks ago, we're, we're going into, we're going into the summer months and I plan for worship way, way out. You know, I plan our set lists. I plan the team. The team has, you know, everybody knows. Um, and a couple of our sound guys, uh, came to me. One of them is, uh, well, they're both business owners, uh, two of them. Um, and they're coming into some really, really, really extreme, uh, scheduling times. Mm. So we only have three sound guys. And uh, for every service, we need two sound guys. Front of house. And broadcast. And broadcast. Which we, we, Paul, a good friend of ours in England, mixes our broadcast often. But, uh, so they both come to me and one of them says, I can't, I can't serve front of house uh, for 
May, June, and July at all. <laughs> Two weeks later, one of them comes to me and says, I can't serve from May until September. <laughs> so now I have one front of house guy and one contract guy that we use in England, Paul. And I immediately, I get up, I get the spreadsheets out, I get the templates out, and I'm starting to freak out, right? I'm starting to freak out. I'm like, okay, Lord, what are we going to do? I start calling one of our other contractors, emailing Brian, one of the guys that we have help us. Um, Like, can you like basically stay down here for the summer? He lives over two hours away and mix, because I don't know what what are we going to do? And the Lord began to speak to me. And the Lord began to say, uh, I don't, I don't have responsibility here. I have responsibility to be faithful and take care of what needs to be taken care of, but I need to trust the results to him. And so I just, in my morning time of meditation and prayer, silence and solitude, I begin to hear this. And then I just begin to pray those kinds of words, Josh. I begin to say, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, this isn't my worship team. Lord, these are my friends, but these are not employees. Mm. These are not workers. Lord, these people have families. These people have jobs. God, I'm trusting you. I need you. I need you to do something here. Lord, I don't know what to do and I need you to move. I need you to do something. So a few days pass by and I have conversations with both of these guys. Come to find out, even though they said I, they couldn't mix this these months. What they what they were meaning was they couldn't mix on the weeks, the normal weeks. So we basically just had to. So within shift like shift some pieces, decided to shift some pieces. <laughs> and they're all every one of our sound guys are so flexible. Like they are such a blessing. They're willing to just jump in. I mean, everybody on our team, our worship team. I'm just I can't believe I get to serve with such people. But anyways. It, it was a it was a process by which I I had to relinquish control. Now, what if I had just jumped in and contacted Brian and been like, Brian, okay, uh, we need to hire you, and just done it and just contracted and did it all. Knee jerk, knee jerk, knee jerk, knee jerk. Great words. Uh, that would have not given the Lord space and time because I could have come back to those guys and be like, Hey guys, I got people for till September, whatever. They're like, whoa, okay, I guess. I mean, like, that's not what I meant, but. <laughs> So uh, it, it, it is, it is a, a trusting and a relinquishing control. And it's something I want to grow in. Like I want to, I want to grow in that because it's, it's not my tendency. My tendency is like, just deal with it. Like it's your job, figure it out. But I think that that idea of results, right? When we talk about that in the context of, of presenting the gospel, right? Like, which, mm-hmm. I mean, again, the, the, the apostles are, are boldly proclaiming the gospel, even though. <laughs> They've been thrown in jail a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They've been commanded by the religious uh, leaders of their city, stop doing this. They continue to boldly go and do this right. thing. right? So when we talk about kind of take the idea of sharing the gospel and your idea of results, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think sometimes a barrier for us sharing the gospel is like, like maybe you've done it before. You've talked to people about Jesus and they didn't get saved right then and there. Right. We're like, oh man, like man, apparently I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I think that's a that's a a wrong perception. Mm-hmm. First of all, that every time you share Jesus with somebody, they're going to get saved right then and there. Uh, yeah, Scripture says some of us plant seeds, some of us water seeds. Mm-hmm. God makes it grow, uh, and some of us get to harvest. Right, some mm-hmm. of us get to be there when there's a there's a harvest. Uh, but we don't know where the the key is when Holy Spirit tells us, "I want you to go and talk to this person." 
again, we can either obey or we can disobey. That's mm-hmm. that's our choice. Uh, but again, just that that idea that we have to be responsible for the results. I think that can get in our way because mm-hmm. we're like, well, if I man, I don't know how to actually, I don't know how to close the sale. Right. You're, you're not you're not closing a sale. <laughs> well, and and Josh, coming back to spiritual formation, coming back to disciplines and practices. I feel like the real freedom from that white knuckle grip on results comes in prayer. Mm. It comes in silence and solitude. It comes in just listening for the voice of God because God's ever present wanting to speak to us. Like Mm. he's always wanting uh, to say something to us if we'll listen, you know, rather than coming in prayer with this laundry list. Those are good things, intercession for others. But when we begin to listen, God begins to speak. He begins to show us, I want you to go this way. I describe that often with my business, you know, his productions. Uh, I don't have a business degree. I don't even have a college degree. Like I have a Bible college, but I don't even have, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. But what I can say is that for 23 years in, in small business, what the Lord has done is at different junctures, he would say something. He'd be like, well, this is the next thing I need you to do. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Let's go. Uh, and then we would do that thing. Did I always do it? No, of course not. I would do this thing. And then the faithfulness and just the abundant blessing. I feel like what Connie was saying yesterday, it was a word from the Lord. God is just, he's on this edge, just just ready to pour out an abundance and a blessing on our lives that we cannot begin to think or imagine if we will come in humble submission and trust and say, God, I'm admitting that I don't know what to do. I don't know what way to go. And I need you to show me. Like, I need you to move and do something. And and he he's just like, okay, <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> let's do this, you know, when we, when we trust him. Um, what else st- stood out to you? Well, I should say one other thing that really stood out to me and I love, he kind of, Ryan kind of made a joke about, you know, these guys were in prison and we had it, we had a, 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 a prop, that was it, a prop on stage uh, to, to kind of help Ryan solidify the idea of a prison. It was like a wooden thing that looked like a prison cell and Ryan stood inside of it and he went through the, the uh, bars. But I loved what he says, like the door was locked there's guards the in front of it. Like, you know what I thought of? Right away, I was like, what if it was like uh, like uh, uh, Star Trek? Dude, I thought, my, the, in my brain, I was like, beam me up, Scotty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like the molecules just come apart and then they reassemble from the holodeck. Ho- wait, right? Uh, uh, what's, what was the... No, that's where they go to like... What is it when they... You know, like they beam them down yeah, to I mean, the like planets the, the or whatever. Transporter, the teleporter. No, there was a word. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Star Wars guy than a Star Trek guy. But I mean, I've seen enough yeah. Star Trek to to know anyway, what he's talking about. The thing I loved was that he said it's a mystery, and he said mm. it's pretty cool to come into your Bible with your marker and just put a little question <laughs> like, mark. What is that? And be like, God, you're mysterious. Uh, I think the mysteries of God are more readily accepted in prayer and silence and solitude as well. You looking up the star transporter? What's it called? We're getting some Star Trek. Just the just, Trekkies. The Trekkies know. But the pale face. Da- data. Worf. No, Worf was the... the yeah, da- uh, Data was the pale face. See, that was like the generation of, of Star Trek that I watched. Same here. Like with, with Picard, Data, Worf, Jordy. Um, I don't know that one, but... 
Jordy he, Lavar Burton. Oh, with he, the, he, had the, yeah. he had the virus reading rainbow. Yeah, reading oh, yeah. rainbow. Yes. We just had a little uh, flashback there. Josh. Yeah, that was good stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the other guy? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. But but I I was I thought that was really uh, what Ryan talked about that there's mystery in the scriptures. There's mystery in, in who God is, and that comes back to the control thing, right? Because and how we present the gospel. So mm-hmm. much of it is like well, I know and I know and I know and this is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm telling you. Oh man, Josh, I know less than I ever have. <laughs> I like the, I like, I saw a pastor do this. Well, it's slightly different context that he was using it for. But like, if you, if you were to draw, like, even on like, an, and I, you could do this while you're, while you're watching or listening, right? Take an eight by eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and, mm-hmm. and fill most of it with, with like an oval. And, and if you look at that oval and that represents every, Everything, like the the sum total of everything that you could know, mm. in a sense, that's kind of like like the like the mind of God. God knows everything. Yes. Like I mean, this is from like astrophysics uh-huh. to like anatomy and physiology to whatever oh. everything. The, the sum total of all knowledge ever. So now you look at this look at this oval on your page, and I want you to to color in the portion of that oval that you think you've got figured out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about you. Mine's a pretty, it's not very big. So yeah. this, this is where <laughs> these pens really come in place. This is a 0.03 micron. Oh, the uh, itty bitty. Like itty bitty. Just, just do a dot. Just do a there dot. There we go. Uh, there's a lot we don't know. Yeah. Well, you, the smartest person in the world, there's a lot they don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, for us to think we've got it all figured out is pretty arrogant, which is kind of a, uh, that's, Pretty much a trademark of humanity. It is. Is we're arrogant. Yeah. But uh, yeah. one other thing, unless mm-hmm. you want to go a different direction, nope. Nope. that I wanted to hit on briefly. I see we're 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 getting close to mm-hmm. our time here, but he alluded to, and he's talked about this before, and back in our political episodes mm-hmm. a couple of seasons ago, like this would have been back in the forties episodes, I think, mm-hmm. uh, when we talked about politics, we talked about civil disobedience. Yes. He hit on it briefly. He did. He alluded to an earlier Awakened teaching where he talks mm-hmm. about it. I wanted to talk about that real briefly just to bring some clarification. Mm-hmm. Because the, the danger is we, we take something like what the apostles said, hey, we need to obey God, not man. Mm-hmm. And we over apply that mm-hmm. to the extent that we just think, well, I don't have to listen to you, government. Right. I obey God rather than man. Okay, well, so what about all the scriptures that talk about how we're supposed to live at peace with our government? We're supposed Mm -hmm. to respect Mm -hmm. the ruling authorities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, contextually, he's not talking about authorities that agree with you. Uh, (laughs) He's talking about an oppressive Roman government uh, (laughs) that doesn't treat people real nicely. No. Um, So the overall tone of scripture is that we are called, as followers of Jesus, we are called to submit to the rule of the land. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus says we pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Paul, he, he also says that in Romans 13. Yes. Um, our, our overall posture towards the government is to be one of submission. Mm-hmm. Unless something they tell us to do violates the law of God. Mm-hmm. That is when civil disobedience comes in. Mm-hmm. This is the case for the apostles. Mm-hmm. Jesus told them, Go out and make disciples. Yeah. You got to go be my witnesses, which witness just means to tell the things that you've seen. Mm -hmm. Jesus told them to do this. Now you have a a governing body telling them not to do this. Right. 
And this is where the law of God supersedes what the governing authority is telling them to do. Yes. That's the only time where we have biblical grounds for civil disobedience. Yeah, and we see a ton of examples in the scripture, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Daniel, like we see a ton of examples, yep. biblical yep. examples of civil disobedience. It, there is a place for that. Um, but yes, I, I think more in our Americanized uh, <laughs> concept of the, of the scriptures and what it means, uh, uh, we are very entitled people. Oh, We're yeah. very entitled. Uh, and, and I don't think that we have as much. Uh, I think that the theme of today's episode is control. Mm. It's about relinquishing control because a lot of those antics, and that's what I'm going to call them, the antics of, of anti-submission to government, et cetera, are, are very deeply rooted in, in a power, a, a desire to be in power and a power to have control. And, and I think a key, and again, we talked about this in the political episodes when we talked civil disobedience, but I'll hit it again briefly. Even when we we deem that there's there's truly an area where where we have to obey God, not man, because mm -hmm. they're telling us to do something that contradicts the law of God. Mm -hmm. I think, without exception, the people that we see in Scripture—Daniel, mm -hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the apostles, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the people that we see engage in civil disobedience—do so, but also submit to any punishment for their disobedience right shadrach meshach and abednego refused to bow down to the statue mm -hmm. they don't run and hide and try to like find some constitutional amendment mm -hmm. to, to protect them they get thrown in the furnace and they don't object they're like okay go ahead mm -hmm. <laughs> throw us in the furnace yeah you see daniel is thrown yeah. into the lions then notice what they didn't do josh they didn't fight no I was going to say, that's why. like They weren't combative. Like, this is very different. Like, they they knew that they had to obey God, but they also submitted to the rule. Even in those things, they submitted to the rule mm -hmm. and consequences mm -hmm. uh, of the governing authority. Trusting the Lord. Right. I mean, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we won't bow down. Even if our God doesn't deliver us, right. we will not. Right. Even if it's, so what are they saying? We're saying, hey, maybe it's God's will that we burn up in this thing. Yep. And we're okay with it if that's God's. I'm like, whoa, that's not how we speak. Yep. That's not what we do. No, I mean, uh, so so there's a there's yeah. a there, they take responsibility for their actions. Yeah, right. Which is very different than what we see today, right? No. And this, and I don't want to. I'm not going to say, but I mean, a few yeah. years ago, right? There were certain protesters, mm -hmm. and then you had celebrities like collecting money to bail these people out of jail after mm -hmm. they engaged in a bunch of illegal activity, broke the law, and it's like, yeah, wait, why are why are you? Yeah. I, it blew my mind, and it, it really upset me and turned me off to several celebrities. But mm -hmm. regardless, yeah. I mean, so like, yes, this failure to take uh, responsibility, mm -hmm. but also the overuse of the we obey God, not man. If you're going to sit there and claim that you obey God, not man, you better make sure you're actually obeying God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, because uh, he's not going to go with you, right? Unless you're unless you're in his will, right? You don't yeah. you don't get to just tack his name onto something mm -hmm. and then think you get a you get a a green light on that. Right. It doesn't work that way. No, it so. doesn't. No, that was good. That was good, Josh. And it was pretty rare for Ryan to not remember which message it is. He has like a steel trap brain when it comes to remembering dates and stuff like that. Sometimes it's, it shocks me the things he remembers. I would have thought he would have remembered whatever episode that was. That, but well, go he, back he and check say, him out. He did yeah, on, for that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> a lot of stuff bouncing around in the mind. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But okay, anything else? Uh, no, no. Uh, don't forget, guys. Uh, May thirteenth is uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May 13th. May 13th is the Saturday. coffee experience. Uh, make sure that you register for that so we know how much coffee um, to order. Uh, keep sharing, keep liking, keep subscribing, sending this to, to the people that mean the most to you. Uh, another shout out to Tammy Chup. Tammy's always sharing uh, the the episodes, the YouTube episodes on Facebook, and I know that it, it impacts the people that are in her circle of influence, and so we want to encourage you to do that. Reviews help us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the thumbs up on Spotify help us on Spotify. Google Play, we don't know. We don't know anything about that or how it works, even. No. What's Google? <laughs> Android. Isn't, isn't that a number with like 100 zeros? I, that was like okay, real, something. No, I think it was because yeah. like I remember as a kid that was like now kids will be like oh like something whatever infinity, and that's like they're like okay. that's how you win. They go alive. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah whatever yeah, infinity. Yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, it was a Google. Like I don't remember that was that. like <laughs> you would use that as like this idea of and it is like this mind boggling number. Like there's yeah. no way anybody could match a Google. Yeah, and I and I think I heard one time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, because pineapples don't grow upside down, so I, I I say things wrong sometimes. I think a Google is it's a one with like a hundred zeros. Goodness, which is yeah, that's a big number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Google now with the AI integration. That's so dude, a whole dude, this other is kind. dude, this is super scary. We can't like, go there. Are you scared of this? My kids came home. My kids Bro. came home from school and like well, they had a chapel speaker at school. Bro. Who like used it. And this and I don't know who the pastor was. So man, if it's you, I'm calling you out. Like they <laughs> they said they used Chat GPT to write to some. write parts of their sermons. Yes. I'm like no. Bro. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are some things on the horizon. Maybe maybe uh, so I work for a pastor in Calvary uh Calvary Chapel Oxnard. His name's Lance Ralston. Been a, a pastor 45 years. OG guy. He does a an annual teaching on transhumanism. It's a transhumanism update and it's it's very much talking about the integration of humans with with uh uh, biotechnology, cybernetics, etc., and we know that Elon Musk is is on the forefront of some of these things. Yeah, but isn't he also one of the voices saying, "Ooh, we got to be careful with this"? He is. He definitely is. Um, AI has some serious potential. I will tell you, like I have a particular thing in my company that I know an AI bot could do, and I went out into the marketplace to try to hire some a developer to build me an AI bot to do this particular thing. Because I'm like, I want the robots to be my slaves. That's really what I want. I want them to do... What's that's what, I, that's my what computer, they wanted at the beginning of the Matrix, too. Yes. Look how that panned out. But it's true, though. You want your phone to do what you say. You want blah, 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 blah. But uh, instead, it's 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 listening to everything that we say. It is. Because now we're going to get... We're probably going to get ads. Guaranteed. For something that we were talk, talking about over the course of this episode. Guaranteed. It's going to show up. So Sorry, I went out into the marketplace. I, I tried to find an AI developer. I couldn't find it. So I ended up hiring a human, which was which is good. I think it was good. But we got real sideways there. Yeah. Like, Sorry. subscribe. Uh, episode 27. Um, Josh, what else? Is that it? I think that's it. Re register for the coffee event. Yep. Um I think we hit it all. Yeah, cool. We're good. All right, guys. Blessings to you, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. 
We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.